Hello, people of the internet. Um, you are listening to Eureka Unplugged, a podcast that provides insights in education, teaching, and learning through student engagement. Um, today, we're going to talk about a recent Netflix documentary that came out called Operation Varsity Blues, which is about the college admis- admission scandals by uh, very rich people that were working with a college consultant who would basically bribe uh, certain sports teams at colleges to get their students in. Um, They would say that their kid was going to be recruited for probably a, a lower spotlight sport such as rowing or water polo or equestrian and uh, that sports coach would say that they want them as a recruit and then get them into the school and that student would take a spot away from someone that might be more deserving of it and um, most of the time these students did not know that this was going on and it was their parents that were orchestrating the whole thing Um, and then they just knew that they got into USC or got into Harvard. And um, in addition to recruiting on sports teams, there was also a lot of plagiarism with standardized testing. So Rick Singer, the orchestrator of this uh, company organization, would have students fly somewhere or drive somewhere to take the SAT test um, with one of his proctors, someone that they had registered, um, and they would also make sure that the kid qualified for extra time. So, you know, saying that they had a learning disability or something, and then that they had special permission to take this test with Rick Singer's proctor. And then the kid would take the test, turn it into the proctor, and then the proctor would retake the test and get whatever score the parents paid for. So I thought it would be interesting to hear from an educator's perspective on uh, this whole situation, all of the pressure um, put on kids to go to certain colleges, um, someone that has a business from uh, SAT prep, from ACT prep, someone that in a way like benefits from standardized testing, but wants to do it in the honest way. Uh, So I guess Dr. Hillwig, um, if you have any, I know I threw a lot at you, if you have any comments, insights on this? Sure. I think, you know, if you look at some data points, uh, look at all the CEOs that are running Fortune 500 companies or just who you know in your network, and you'll find that they are from a whole lot of different colleges. Some of them are from great schools, Ivy League schools, but some of them are from state schools to community colleges, going into state schools and so forth. So uh, the to be successful in an adult life has, you know, has some bearing with the school, but, uh, but not the weight that I think that many parents perhaps put on their kids or, 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 or that. And so I think that's kind of data point number one. I think data point number two is um, the standardized tests is an interesting, it's, it's going through an interesting period of time because 
um, you know, simply put, a lot of colleges are now okay with test optional. And that has nothing to do with helping the kids, in my opinion. Test optional, what that means is if you're a good school and now you're test optional, do you think you're gonna get more students or fewer students to apply, right? You're gonna now get a whole lot more students applying because they think they can get in. It's test optional. But what that does do is strangely put uh, more pressure on the standardized testing piece because if you happen to get a very good score, then you probably will beat out a kid who came with test optional with the same GPA. Uh, and if you have a test, that's just another tool in your tool belt. It's like, you know, if you're an athlete or you play an instrument that they want or, you know, you belong to something that, they, that the school is interested in. So the test optional piece, what that does is it uh, floods the admissions counseling offices with more applicants and therefore they can say they have a lower acceptance rate which makes them rank higher and look better and so it really is all about the school and and helping that process versus I think in my opinion helping the, the, the student. Um, the Varsity Blues scandal is uh, is uh, what was not was terrible but at the same time it, it raised a lot of awareness around the pressure uh, pressures that kids feel about pleasing parents and getting into very good schools um, the pressure that and really the lengths that people will go to get into good schools like not only you know bribing that's an extreme case but kids taking eight AP classes doing all of the uh, extracurriculars making sure they make that varsity sports team like there's i feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on 17 year olds right right it's it's true and at the end of the day i think that most colleges are 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 i mean the good ones that that we're talking about here you know the ivies the top tier schools they have plenty of students plenty of kids applying with three to 4.0 gpas and, and very high test scores they can pluck any, I mean, they can pluck from many, many different candidates. What I think they're looking for, though, is people who show, kids who show some level of passion for what they're doing, and there's a level of commitment in that passion. So, for example, if you were a um, ceramics artist and you have put a little um, Instagram following together and you have an art show and you really show in your college essay that, that that is a passion of yours and you apply there to our program, the college will see that as here's somebody who has an interest and a passion in something, they have the perseverance to pursue that and maybe, and, and that's what it takes to be successful. It's the passion and perseverance experience, whether they that person continues with ceramics or some other field that they fall in love with when they're in college, they're looking for um, kids who have resilience and persistence through an interest. And so I think that might be more interesting to look at versus test scores and um, things like that. It's, it's, it's a shame that this is, you know, society puts all this pressure on kids, but it's, I, I just wonder if they're looking in the wrong direction because when you, when you look at successful people in general, again, across the board, it, it has something to do with the college, but, but not necessarily. There's no direct match mm -hmm. um, of success with 
institution, um, in my opinion. So, uh, as far as being a company you know, you, that works with kids who prep for um, SAT, ACT, who want to get better grades, uh, there's, there's the, the, the tests themselves are very well designed. They go through a lot of scrutiny. Um, the content is multi-dimensional. So to take a test like that is probably a good experience to do anyway. Um, and for a lot of the good schools, and, and those scores will, will help them in that decision-making process. So I think that taking the test, being exposed to the test, going through the anxiety of having to prepare for a test, these are all really good lessons learned. And so I, I do encourage kids and parents to, to go through that process. But at the same time, to put all the weight on that test to get into a particular school, I don't think is, is necessary. Um, so I guess how do you think that uh, standardized testing, specifically SAT, ACTs, could be improved? Because I, I feel like right now they're kind of skewed towards um, people that are white and uh, wealthy. Um, you know, just like our SAT prep classes, you know, they cost money, you know, we're getting ahead in the right way, but they do cost money getting to the test in general. Um, the test costs money. Um, they're on the weekends, so some people might not have transportation. Um, I don't know if you can take them in other languages, but some people, um, you know, might not speak English or even Spanish, but they still need to take, in, in theory, take this test to apply to some of the schools. Um, so I guess what are your thoughts on standardized testing, if, if it is outdated, if it uh, could just be changed, or if there are other resources or ways that it could be uh, put on more of an even playing field? Sure. I mean, the education discrepancy conversation is a whole nother conversation that would take many, many <laughs> moons and, and years to, to talk for through. Another podcast. Um, however, I mean, it, th there's very strong data that shows that the SAT, ACT, a lot of these standardized tests are skewed uh, for upper middle class, wealthy white, um, that they, that income level is the best predictor of test scores versus ability. Um, so that I think is out there and the College Board, you know, specifically has tried to take some measures, for example, partnering with Khan Academy and making a lot of these release tests for free and to be able to practice on their own for free on Khan. Um, there are other ACT.org I think has an organization as well, or, you know, have, has a portion as well to, to allow for kids to practice um, on their own for free. At Iriki, we have scaled pricing for families that show need, and but there's interest. Uh, we also have offered things completely for free um, just to help out, especially kids who, in fact, we run an enrichment program with a Baltimore City Charter School that helps kids start to think about problem solving and using critical thinking skills through test questions and getting them ready for that much, much earlier. So, um, so I, I do think that the even though these tests are skewed um, and 
um, it, it goes beyond just the prep piece because you had mentioned, right, um, getting transportation to these site, testing sites. Um, do it, have they been fed well to uh, to take this test, right? And there's a lot of challenges along the way that make the um, this particular test and going to college situation not a high priority. When I used to teach high school in an urban school um, in New York City, I talked to a, a young you know, ninth grader who was supporting her family part-time in the evenings because the single mother and her brothers and sisters did not have enough to, to survive. And she said, you know, um, Mrs. H, I, I just don't see how algebra right now is gonna help me today when I have to you know, pay electric bills and feed my family. So there, there's just a priority issue too. And, and that is a, a difficult conversation for another time. And, but I, I do think, yeah, I mean, for these tests, um, they definitely still skew in the directions of, um, the privileged. I think that you know, as a whole, there's more awareness around these issues. I know Joe Biden just recently passed an education bill to help the most needy schools catch up through um, tutoring and small group instruction. Hopefully that will help uh, in addition to some of the other things that, that perhaps are being put out there. But um, it's, it's definitely not an easy, um, easy problem to solve. So I guess uh, wrapping it up, um, Dr. Helwig, what advice would you give to any, air quotes, normal family that uh, wants their kid to go to a good college, um, have good experiences in life, um, but might have some school anxiety, test anxiety, um, like what advice would you give them? Well, I think in you know, in, in helping your kids figure out their their future goals. It's really hard. One is you, you have to let them be in the driver's seat a little bit, even though you might say, well, what does an 18 or 19 year old know? Um, they certainly know what they like and they don't like, what they're good at, what they're not good at. Um, and the beauty of being a young adult is you have the, perhaps the time without all the obligations of a family um, and expenses to necessarily deal with that right away. Um, so um, I, I think that giving them some, with your help, uh, some ideas on what types of passions and interests they might want to pursue uh, and which types of schools and, and even the programs within the schools. You might look at a school that has not such a great acceptance rate, but they have a tremendous program that they're interested in. Um, so that that might be something to look into. Um, and now there, there are lots of different ways kids are getting educated. Um, some of them, there's a whole movement around not even going to college and spending that time doing um, courses, micro courses, and just being certified in a particular area. And in art and music, it's all about building a portfolio and getting it out there through social media and, and that. So there's so many, because of the internet and the connectivity around us globally, there's just so much to learn and different alternatives that you can take beyond just going to the college. I think the college experience is 
is a life-changing experience for young people and there's there's a value in that uh, but uh, you do not need to go to the levels of the varsity blues parents <laughs> to to give your kids a wonderful adult um, learning experience mm -hmm. there are many ways to get to the same place yes I think if there's anything that I would advise you to help your kids develop is a sense of grit uh, hustle um, not to be afraid of challenges um, to be very good with people I when my kids were little I said the, the number one skill I want you to have is to just know how to be good to people good to, to talk to them you should be able to talk to the homeless man on the street to the president of any country in the world um, and uh, and if you can master that then I think um, that's that's a that is something that no one can take away from you because at the end of the day as human beings we're all about staying connected and building relationships and so that I think is is probably the most important skill beyond test taking or anything else. I agree. Um, so if you haven't seen Operation Varsity Blues, I highly recommend it. It's very interesting. Um, it's on Netflix for free if you have a subscription. Um, and this was Eureki Unplugged. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Eureki. Um, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for future topics, you can um, email us at info at Eureki.com and maybe we'll be writing a blog post about this. I don't know yet, but if we do, you can read it at Eureki.com. Thank you.